Welcome to Snack and Pop. I'm your host, Bobby Ann, and today I'm joined by two very special guests from the Nashville Zoo, Kendall, the Director of Events, and Heather, Director of Veterinary Medicine. Kendall, Heather, thank you so much for joining me on Snack and Pop today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're glad to be here. Halloween is my all-time favorite holiday. I'm so excited to be talking about Halloween candy with you. But before we dive into that, I would love to hear more about what you guys do for the zoo. I'm Kendall. I'm the events director here at the zoo. Um, We put on a host of events all year long. um, And our biggest one is Boo at the Zoo. And that's all about candy. I'm Dr. Heather, so everybody calls me here, and I'm the Director of Veterinary Services at the zoo and oversee the animal health care nutrition program here. Such cool jobs. In another life, I would love to work with animals, but as it is, I will just enjoy adoring them from afar in places like Nashville Zoo. And you had mentioned Boo at the Zoo. I actually had the pleasure of attending Boo at the Zoo the very first year that I ever lived in Nashville. It's a blast. Would you like to tell us more about that? Yes, yeah, so it is a multi-night event where we decorate throughout the zoo, a lot of themed areas. Um, it's just kind of a little magical experience for kids to really get into the Halloween season. And then they also can trick-or-treat around the zoo paths. Um, there's tons of activities. There's characters for them to meet, animal shows, dancing. That's a big favorite. Some hay mazes and, you know, it's just Halloween all over. You guys do a fantastic job with that event every year. It really is the go-to thing to do if you're in the area. Definitely, if you happen to be there during October, take some time, do boo at the zoo. It's so much fun, especially for the little ones, but also for the adults that get to tag along. <laughs> and it's really nice to just be able to experience the zoo in a different atmosphere. You know, it, it's all really a whole different experience to be there at night. It almost feels like you're not supposed to be there. So it's a little more exciting. Yes, yes, it is. It is a totally different place at night and really kind of comes alive in a different way. Now, I have to know when it comes to trick or treating, what is y'all's favorite Halloween candy? Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups all day long. Um, I'm a... I, controversial here but I like candy corn it's Halloween it makes me think of Halloween so I myself like candy corn that's the top tier favorite is candy corn and that, well oh, no, for that like, season really? for that season it makes it just makes me think Halloween wow that's definitely not what I was expecting <laughs> I just super love candy corn but I will eat it for the sake of the holiday <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a solid choice for Reese's. I can appreciate a peanut butter and chocolate combo any day. I myself, I like to dive in for the fruity candies. Nerds are the way to go when I when I kind of reach in for that lotto in Halloween candy. You know, as long as you're enjoying the season and getting to pick out your favorite stuff, yeah. that's all good. So I'm sure the listeners are wondering right now, why is the Nashville Zoo on Snack Impact? Well, as we have been discussing already, Halloween is right around the corner and we're going to be catching up from last year. There's trick-or-treating happening. There's Halloween parties happening. And in the center of all of that is, of course, Halloween candy. As we know, our purchases make an impact, whether it's positive or negative. So I have Kendall and Heather here to tell us what's really going on with Halloween candy and how we can make a better choice to avoid those negative impacts. I'm going to throw it over to Dr. Heather. Let us know what is the big ingredient in Halloween candy that we need to be avoiding. Yeah, so there's a product called palm oil. It's an additive to a lot of foods, especially things that are prepackaged foods for preservative and um, 
it's in a lot of oils, like things like peanut butter. Um, so there you go, the races, right? That I just said that I love. Um, but it's in a lot of products. It's actually in a lot of other products beyond candy, but candy's a big one right now, right? Because of Halloween. And the downside of palm oil is that it actually takes a huge forest to grow this plant um, and to harvest it. And the problem is it's only grown in one part of the world, and that's over in Asia where the orangutans live. And so it creates um, a problem when you have to deforest all the native trees and land to grow these huge palm oil plantations. And then that clears out the habitat for those animals to survive. And so therefore that deforestation is um, putting a lot of the species, especially the orangutan, in extinction. So that's one thing you can look at is look at your products and determine, is it a palm oil sustainable or can you even get a product without palm oil at all? That's the number one way to go. You can just try to avoid palm oil altogether to read the label. Palm oil also comes in other names and I would uh, probably need to look that up real quick, but it does come in a lot of other names. You have to kind of look for the palm oil um, um, additives and I'll give you that in one second, but um, palm oil, you just want to avoid, but if you can't, then there are sustainable companies. And that means they try to do the best they can to limit the amount of deforestation, replant, you know, guarantee they're going to put back trees, help protect species, put money to protect those species around them. So if you can't avoid it, then it's try to find something that's sustainable. And there's actually an awesome app that the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo made, and it's the palm oil app. It's got an orangutan on the logo. Uh, You can download that on your phone. I keep it on mine. It's really cool. You just put in any barcode search, like you can scan an item or you can type it in. So if I want to look at Reese's peanut butter cups, I can type that in and then see if it makes the green list for good or is it the red list for bad? I actually had not found that online when I was researching for today's episode. That's really cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. You had mentioned the orangutans. Are there any other animals that live in that area that this deforestation is kind of disrupting? Yeah, so um, we have a lot of animals over in Asia that can be affected and a lot that are actually right here in the zoo. So our civets are from there, our binturongs, uh, we have Sumatran rhinos, there's some that we don't have, but that are actually in that area. So there's a lot of species like that that are also affected. Clouded leopard, that's a big one for me and for the zoo. Um, It's one of my favorite cats in the world. They're beautiful. And so, of course, you know, we think of the bigger charismatic species like the orangutan because it's, you know, such an incredible animal. But everything following down the food chain and the ecosystem gets affected when we deforest. So it's down to little insects um, and invertebrates even that can be affected by our deforestation. What does that look like as far as the chain effect goes for the the rest of the ecosystem, rather than just disrupting the homes of those animals? I mean, that really affects everything about the way they live, right? What they're eating, where they're having babies, all of that. Right. So it affects all those animals and then it actually affects us here too. So, you know, I mean, climate change, global warming, the change of um, our weather patterns, those are all, you know, factors stemming from deforestation around the world. You know, it's not just the Amazon, but it's all the places around the world where we're disrupting soils, we're um, taking down oxygen, you know, trees that provide such amazing oxygenation and a balance to our ecosystem. And so when we're destroying those, it has really negative impacts for everyone in the globe. It's not just that area. And so that's why it's so important that we protect all these areas around the world and not just in our own backyard. 
Very, very good points about that. Uh, where, where are some other focus areas that this type of industry might be disrupting as well? As far as the candy industry? Yeah, the candy, palm oil. I know that, you know, the shipping has a lot to do with it, but I mean, there are other kind of other ingredients that are yep. adjacent to palm oil. Well, I always think of packaging too, right? You know, plastics and things. You think about that. And then of course, yeah, anything that we're trying to ship from far away. So of course, but it's not the time, right? It's Halloween. Kids want their candy. So we can change what we can. And we, we want to give candy to the kids when they come here. So we just have to do it in the most sustainable way possible. I mean, yes, the ultimate goal, if we were all the best, we would eat the plants and the stuff that grows right in our yard. We wouldn't ship anything and move things across. And that would be the ultimate goal. But if we can't, then we need to try to invest in companies that are really good about paying attention to what they're doing and putting their money back to, you know, replant trees, to give um, money and, you know, income to those local natives and try to get them to do ecotourism and find ways to make their locations uh, sustainable for future. So those are all things that we can do as consumers to make sure that we sustain for future generations. So I think that's what we need to focus on for for the candy season, because we know we're going to eat our candy, we're going to eat our food. So how can we do it in the best way possible to keep the planet safe and still have a good time? Incredible points. I mean, really, I know we would love to do it all. We would love to revamp everything. But when it comes down to it, you're right. We really just want to enjoy those good things that we can enjoy, but making the best option we can at the same time. I know it can be incredibly frustrating going through the grocery stores and everything's coming in those variety packs. And it really, as a consumer, can be a lot of hard work, right? To try to find what's the best. But don't worry, guys, we have come completely prepared. We have some options here for you. Kindle has prepared some uh, a list of some sustainable and palm oil-free candies that you can keep a lookout for this season. Yes, palm oil-free is obviously the best way to go. And you can look up palm oil-free. Again, palm oil, is they use a lot of different words, a lot of different names for it. And it's a pretty extensive list. It's not a list you're going to memorize and know. So looking for those that you know aren't, don't have palm oil is good or really using that Cheyenne Mountain Zoo app. I I really can't recommend that enough. I don't go shopping without it. It's super easy. You can scan the barcode and it'll just pop right up. Um, And that's just an easy way to shop and know that you're using things that are sustainable or palm oil free. So candies that are palm oil free, Hershey's is palm, Hershey's chocolate bars are palm oil free. Brock's candy corn is palm oil free. Um, M&M's. There's a, there's a website called productswithoutpalmoil.com. And it has a pretty extensive list of things that do not have palm oil, raisinets, Nestle Goobers, yes, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. But sometimes you have to be careful. I mean, these companies are very large companies. And so Reese's peanut butter cups, those that are individually wrapped snack size or standard size are the ones that are guaranteed to not have palm oil um, or that, that, that they say do not have palm oil. Sometimes they produce them in many different plants in many different locations across the globe. So you can't just go looking at the list and stick with just that. You have to do your research a little. And and it's really just about making the most informed choice you can and being very consistent with that. Because I think consumers have the power. If we go out and buy products and really focus on the products that don't have palm oil, 
or we commit to only buying products from companies that commit to using sustainable. Again, sustainable is an option. It's obviously not the best option, but it is a better option than non-sustainable. Mars um, Candy Company is part of the roundtable on sustainable palm oil. They're registered in that committee. So they commit to using sustainable palm oil. So just doing the best we can and that putting that pressure that says we will only buy things that are from companies that are committed to being sustainable or buying these products that don't have palm oil. And I do want to make sure uh, listeners know palm oil is not required in candy. It is just the cheapest option mm-hmm. for candy. So that is why it is so prevalent and used so much. It The candy wouldn't taste different if they used a different product. Um, it's just the cheapest one they can find. So it's about making sure that the, the consumers committed to using products, committed to those companies that are using sustainable palm oil. And I think that will help move that that meter a little bit further to the green side and companies saying, okay, our, our consumers want us to be good patrons of the earth and being good stewards of, of green practices. Doing that really, it's, it's the buyer purchase power. Very, very helpful information. Thank you so much for breaking that down for us. I think that's going to be very helpful for the parents listening or anybody who's just out shopping for candy for themselves. I know quite a few people who will be looking out for that uh, day after Halloween sale for sure. I always do that every year. So uh, even even when you're buying sales candy, uh, keep in mind what you're buying. Uh, That app sounds like it's incredibly helpful. So I will definitely be linking that in the show notes for you guys. That way you can download that. Be sure to take that to the grocery store with you or wherever you're getting your candy. Uh, That's such an awesome tool to have. Yes. Good job on them. And that that other website, the palm productswithoutpalmoil.com, that is a great one when shopping for Halloween candy. It's you can just pull it up on your phone and skim through it and be like, okay, the, that's the product I want to get today. Super easy. Um, one thing I will caution buyers against is buying the bags of mixed assortment of products, uh, mixed candy, unless it's from a company that is committed to sustainable. But those mixed bags, the way they're able to sort of make those bags cheaper is by throwing in the cheapest candy along with the little bit pricier one. Um, So that candy that you really want, that you're just going to buy the mixed bag for and you get all this stuff in, that cheap candy that is hurting, that could be hurting that overall package. So mixed bags are not not good. Buy a bag of Hershey's chocolate bars and a bag of uh, Goobers and make a mixed mixed bowl for your trick-or-treaters yourself. Don't buy it already packaged because they're going to throw in some candy in there that is not sustainable. It's a really good tip. And, you know, I've been sitting here wondering about our native candy goo goo clusters. I'm really now I'm going to after this, I'm going to have to go look it up and find out. We're going to look it up on the Shine app right now to find out. Perfect. Would it be one word? Awesome. So we'll let you guys know. I don't think it's one word. It's probably sometimes. um, Sometimes it doesn't find it. Sometimes it doesn't find it. And it might be because it's listed under the parent company. The barcode is usually when you're shopping yep. is the best way to go. If you're pre-searching, it can it can be challenging if you don't know the parent company that makes that product. Convenient though, being able to just scan it, that makes it so easy because I mean, really having to sit in the grocery store and look things up is kind of, you know, a nuisance. <laughs> so just being able to take it out and just pop that scanner on, that's great. Mm-hmm. And reading the labels, I mean, they make those labels so small these days anyway. 
how could you actually read that? Right. So I have glasses on and I still can't read all the little labels. So I just need to scan it and let someone tell me that has done the research and has looked at that full list. Tell me if it's good or bad. And and they make it super easy for the consumer to to be um, diligent and, you know, be conscientious. And that's really the biggest thing is just being conscientious about it. We're never going to be perfect. Um, We are going to want to feed our kids candy that has come from across the globe and has, has come a long way, but being diligent about what you buy and, and making the best decisions you can on that. So I did not find our answer on Google, but good to report that all of the Hershey products. So, which is fun because it's a lot of your various different products, which I just lost. But the downside is I just looked up Wonka company and they hit low on the list. So your nerds don't fare so well. I'm so oh, sorry. No. Oh, that's yep. so sad to hear. I know. Well, I'll have to make a switch. <laughs> I have watched, um, I have to every year buy a bunch of candy for Boo. And I have to go back to the drawing board every year yep. and sort of research the companies because a company may be doing really well. And then all of a sudden they didn't meet their um, requirements for sustainable and that could be down their supply chain, right? Somewhere in their supply chain yeah. wasn't doing the best practices. So that company has has kind of gotten a bad rating for a while. And then they have to go back. And, but you know, at that point, you want to put the pressure and say, well, I won't buy nerds until you yeah. go down your supply chain and you make sure that all of your vendors are doing the best that they can and using those best practices. And, it, and then they'll go through, sort through their practices. And the next year, they may be back at the top. And maybe uh, a green go button for eating nerds because they have worked out their supply chain. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of back and forth, and, but it's the, the company's job to, to monitor um, their supply chain and, and looking at something because it's the cheapest or may not be the best option. Or, you know, really holding the, their supply chain to the fire and saying, These are, this is what our company stands for and this is what you have to meet in order to be one of our vendors. It's really great to hear that you guys are actually standing behind that as well. You're doing your own research because, like you said, kids are just coming for the candy. So knowing from the parents and or just from the adult who is bringing their niece or nephew, um, knowing that you guys have also backed up the research on that, that, that's really great to know and that you guys are really standing behind your mission and what you represent as the Nashville Zoo so thank you so much for taking that extra effort. I mean, this is, can't say it enough. This is a fantastic event that you guys put on, and that is just a cherry on top. Now, I know we have a ton of animal lovers here on the podcast. We have talked about several snacks that support endangered species or uh, rescue dogs and, uh, you know, very similar industries. So what is the best way to support protecting endangered species with the Nashville Zoo in mind? You can um, actually, because we're a not-for-profit organization, you can go to Amazon Smile and use us to shop if you shop on Amazon um, to get your snacks and your candy and that kind of thing. And then the proceeds go to us. Um, that helps. Um, also, you know, just coming here to shop in the gift shop, you know, uh, finding, <laughs> finding ways to support. And then, again, it's going back and making sure that, you know, you're trying to buy as locally sourced as you can to help the planet, right? We just talked about all that shipping and you know, where things come from and what they're doing is just try to do a little bit of your homework. And then if you can, buy local. It's always good, right? It helps your community anyways. So it helps the planet. And it is a lot of work on the consumer. Um, You know, we 
but we don't have to grow our food anymore. So we've taken that work out. So now we just need to put a little work back into right. it and, and be diligent. And um, like, like I think I mentioned, you're never going to be perfect. You're going to hit snags along the way. You're going to find companies that fell off a good list and, and you might've missed it and you made a purchase and you just have to kind of keep being diligent about it and, and keep putting the pressure on. And whether it's a candy that you really like or food or a product you really like that uses palm oil, then write to them. Let them know that yeah. you would prefer that they, and you cannot purchase them again until they use sustainable products. And making that pressure on them, that, that gives the work back to them and takes a little bit off of you, right? So um, you just have to, you have to start with the work and do it and be diligent and, and know you're not going to be perfect. But if you're diligent and if you try, and we just take back ownership of, of making sure that the products that we are putting um, on our table on, and in our kids is the best product we can do for them, for us, for the planet, then yeah. it's the effort. And, and, and the effort is what the businesses see. And that is what they respond to. Supply and demand, guys. Supply and demand. They will do what you want them to do. <laughs> You know, you're making all the decisions with your purchases. And I am a full believer in forgetting about perfection. We're not here for perfection. We just need everyone to think a little better. Just make a smaller choice. Start start small. You have to start somewhere. Don't worry about perfection. Just because you can't do it all doesn't mean you can't do something. So I, I love that. I just shifted to using shampoo that's not in a bottle just one step that I'm like, I actually really like it. And, you know, it's one less plastic thing that I have. Um, so it's, it's just those little, those little shifts can make a difference. It's probably no surprise that I'm, I'm the hippie friend of the brunch. I, you know, I'm the one that's, you know, doing all the research and telling my friends what they need to get and need to forget and all, and all of that. And they always say to me, you know, like, I, there's no way I can do everything that you're doing. And I'm like, guys, I didn't do this all at one time. You know, I started from the very beginning. I just chose for one year. I said I was going to give up plastic bags. That was the only change I was going to make. For one year. And then the next year I added on something else. Like I got rid of Ziploc bags and, you know, and then it just built from there. And it could be the same way with researching food, researching snacks, just starting with one thing, changing out one piece of candy for something that doesn't have palm oil in it. Yeah, I did the same, I, you know, bags. And then I switched my peanut butter. I go to a natural peanut butter because it's literally peanuts. That's it you know, and, and salt, that's all. So just do that. And then you just take out even any thought that there might be palm oil in it. Um, so find a natural peanut butter on your daily. So yeah, you're right. Just changing one thing, but it ends up if everyone changes one thing, that's a huge impact. Oh, absolutely. Especially during a, a, a season like Halloween, where we're buying tons and tons and tons of candy all at one time, Correct. you know, making that shift. Um, because at the end of the year, what these companies are going to do is they're going to look at what sold and what didn't sell. And then they're going to try to figure out why. Exactly. 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 Right. And, you know, speaking of one thing that I did that with, you know, my local convenience store, I go in there and I don't use the plastic bags. And I think they know when I walk up and I can have a lot of stuff on the counter, they'll look at me and say, do you want a bag? And I'm always like, I have hands for a reason. I'm good. You know, you don't need a bag. And so, um, you know, that they recognize me now to know that's the <laughs> no too. bag lady. Do not give her a bag. She doesn't want it. Um, and it's, it's a simple thing. And then you see the person behind you with a, a one 
drink and they put that in a plastic bag and man, that's hard to watch. But so you have to be the one to make your choices and, yep. and do what is, was right. And then eventually the, the yeah, the, the convenience store people now actually ask the next person, are you sure you need a bag? You know, they, they sort of see, why am I giving a bag for one item? It's not necessary. I love it. I think there's so many incredible takeaways from all of this. Thank you guys so much for this incredible information. Again, for taking time out of your busy schedules to do this. And of course, sharing all of this fun hype about Halloween coming up and Boo at the Zoo. Where is going to be the best place to connect with the Nashville Zoo and support you? At nashvillezoo.org. Um, if you're in the area and want to come to Boo at the Zoo, the tickets are on sale now. Um, you can come just visit the zoo during the day. It's a beautiful, beautiful zoo. It's a beautiful time of the year. We're sitting up here in the vet conference room with our new vet hospital where you can look in the windows and see in the nursery. You can watch Dr. Heather perform surgeries on animals. Fascinating to watch. Um, and just seeing the, the level of health care that the animals get here is really stunning. So just coming and visiting is a great way to support us and, and to really connect with nature and, and know why you are making the choices you make. You guys are on social media as well? We are. At every single outlet I think you can think of. Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. Um, we have them all. Yeah, we even have our own Twitter just for our vet department that you can follow so you know when we're going to do procedures. Oh, wow. But that's another great way to ask how can people share this news and share it on social media. Let people know like, hey, don't buy this candy, buy this one. And here, hey, share the Cheyenne Palm Oil app and, you know, tell about Nashville. So yeah. there's all those ways that you can go out and when help you, us out. Yes. When you buy your candy, post on social media. I bought this candy, show a picture. I bought it specifically because it doesn't have palm oil or it's sustainable. And just making all of your friends and all of those connections think about their own purchases. Yes. That's a great way to spread that word. That's a really great point. And of course, if you guys are are hearing this and this was your change of mind after listening to this, tag us. Uh, tag the Nashville Zoo. Tag Snack Impact. We would love to see those conversations going. Nashville. We would we would love to see those conversations <laughs> that, that you yes. actually bought something specifically without palm oil and to, and put it on social media and tag us. We'd love wonderful. to, we'd love to know that we made a, a difference and made um, an impression on the listeners because that's, you know, it's, it's hard to make sure you're getting through. There's a lot of, there's a lot of info that we're all taking in daily all the time. So tag mm -hmm. us. We would love to know that. I cannot wait for my next visit to the zoo. I'm actually stationed over in Guam at the moment, but the next time that I come home to visit, I will be making a pit stop because I have not got the opportunity to see all of your new facilities. I'm really excited to see that. And if you guys get there before me, of course, tag me, show me your pictures of the Nashville Zoo. Heather, Kendall, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank, thank you, Bobby. We really appreciate you bringing this, this to everyone's attention. I think it's a great, a great thing you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Happy Halloween, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find all of the information discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Just visit snackandpackpodcast.com. To continue the snack conversation, find the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn at Snack Impact Pod. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to share it with a friend and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player.